Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Yazi, and this week I'm a day late in publishing. I've sort of picked Wednesdays as my publish date, and honestly, this week has just been really intense and just a lot going on. So I decided to give myself a little time to process and rest. I think that it's important to give ourselves the space and the time, especially this year, given we're over one year at this point into the pandemic, to really listen to our bodies and what we need. For me this week, that looked like moving a podcast interview not pushing myself to get this episode out yesterday just to have it be on a specific day, you know, in the scheme of things, this being one day late is not going to deter anything. Moving that podcast interview is not going to ruin anything. And honestly, I was pretty proud of myself for how there wasn't much opposition in my brain to making those decisions. And I really felt like I could recognize a lot of progress in myself, given that me a year ago, two years ago, three years ago would have really struggled with making that decision and would have felt like I was letting someone down, letting myself down. And truthfully, this week, I really saw it as something that was fully within my right to do and was something for me to help me and put myself first during these really tough times that we're living through. And I just wanted to, I guess, share that and just start off this episode in that way because I feel like it ties into a lot of the messaging around being an empowered leader and look within leadership and what types of shifts I want to inspire others to own and to make in their own lives, to center their own well-being and themselves and really create that foundation of self-love to lead from. And... So today's episode, though, I'll pivot a little bit. Um, I've been having some really great conversations with folks the past few weeks about my journey. Now that it's been, you know, since last July when I started working with a business coach and really formally decided and began this journey that this was what I was going to do and you know, be self-employed, start a business. Um, I've had some conversations recently with folks who I've either worked with in the past or, um, you know, I know in my network about what these last several months have been like for me and my story of choosing to become an entrepreneur and what I've learned along the way, what it's been like. And I mean, a lot of people that I 
that I tell, um, you know, I started a business in 2020, they're, they're all really kind of shocked. Um, and it's funny because to me, it's, I do at times take a step back and say, well, I can't believe that I've done all this in these last few months. And I can really see a lot of growth within myself. And, you know, just just in terms of how I'm approaching everything, I, I can certainly see I've made a lot of progress. And even just with mindset and things like that. But it's interesting when people are like, whoa, that must have been you know, really hard, like in such a hard year, that's really incredible that you did that. And, and to me, it's almost this like, inevitable, it wasn't inevitable. Um, I always knew, <laughs> you know, I always knew that I would not be in tech forever. I started working in tech when I was 20, 22, 23. And at the time of my life, that was the right place for me. And I was excited for it. And you know, five, six years into my career, I started to have that feeling that this was not going to be sustainable for me to do forever until I retired. Like I was like, there's no way, especially because I want to have a family and be a mom and balance, you know, work life family, all the things one day. I just had this internal knowing that there was no way that I was going to be able to be able to balance all of those things and keep my own <laughs> composure and my own satisfaction in the mix. And I saw becoming an entrepreneur as a path to do my own thing and create my own life and my live by my own rules and values. And so last year when I was laid off, it was truly that moment of this, you know, if, if this did not happen to me, I would not have left tech when I did and I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. And so it was an inevitable and it was the right time for me to make this move. And so today I wanted to talk through five key things that I've learned in this journey, in case you might be considering leaving tech one day, or, you know, whatever industry you're in, if you're in a creative industry, if you have thought to yourself, maybe one day, I would love to own my own business, but I don't feel ready, or I'm just going to wait till my stock vests, or I want to just max out my 401k. We all have these things that we tell ourselves. And I was completely in that camp. You know, I think one amazing thing about working in tech is that you, in most cases, become part owner of the company when you become a shareholder. And I saw that as a plus of working in tech was that I got to work really hard. I got to pour myself into a business, into a company I believed in and a vision I believed in. And not only would I get the salary and benefits and experience and everything, but I would also get equity, right? And I've always been really career driven. And it just felt like a really positive reciprocal relationship. And I thought that I would learn a lot by being in these types of companies around entrepreneurial thinkers and entrepreneurs themselves. So many folks in tech, you know, we <laughs> it's this culture of side hustles. And I know, back when I was at HubSpot, you know, they talked so often about, we want to 
create this company where it's not only acceptable, but it's encouraged that people are going to leave one day and they're going to start their own things. And that always really stuck with me. And I loved that. And the transparency at HubSpot about what they were doing, the strategy behind things, I I know I benefited immensely from that. And it was one thing that was really exciting to be able to learn about business and about operating a business. And so all that's to say is that I think the people who gravitate towards these careers where you are expected to give your all and in return, you are given equity, you are given access to networks and incredible people and smart people and kind people. I think that it attracts these people who have that dream within them in some way, or they have an entrepreneurial spirit. And so my hope is that in sharing these five things that it may make you just consider a little bit more deeply. Do I want to do this? When can I make this leap if I want to? And learn from me, someone who before last year never thought that I would be starting businesses as early in my mind. But that was really just my insecurity talking and the fear, the fear, truly. Anyway, I'll get into some of these lessons. Number one, there's no, quote, right way, end quote, to do anything. (laughs) And this is a lesson that has come up over and over again with my coach and in my own mind. And (laughs) I know for sure that this comes from a place of perfectionism. And it's really that fear of the unknown. When I started working with my coach, I remember, and I even felt this way at multiple times in my life when I've kind of stepped out into an unknown scenario or started a new journey that I've never done before. You're excited. You have that idea of where you want to go, but you're at point A. You don't know how to get to point Z at the end, but then there's all these steps in between. And I think a lot of us in our minds think that there's a correct way to do everything. And if we don't do it the right way, we're never going to get to where we want to go. And so one thing I just want to debunk from the beginning is that that's completely false. That is just our brains responding to this immense unknown and this immense fear of like, I am doing something totally different. I've never done this before. And for me, it's something I have to constantly check myself on. If the thoughts or the words the right way is coming out of my mind or out of my mouth, I know that something something else is going on. There's something else that I'm afraid of that I need to explore. And I'll talk about this later on in some of these lessons. But I think when you decide to do your own thing, right off the bat, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to feel uncomfortable as hell. And you know, you've probably experienced these feelings before within your jobs, or if you've started a side hustle or a creative project, you know what I'm talking about. You feel those feelings before. It's just in this different context. And so I just want to remind you that there's no right way to do anything. And you already know enough. You have, you are smart, you are resourceful, you have a drive and a belief in yourself. And that's enough. That leads in really well to the second lesson and the second thing that I've learned this year, which is you're more ready than you think you are. I always thought I would be in tech for, you know, I didn't really have a number of years, but X amount of years. And I would, I I always thought that I would hit a point in my career where I had this (laughs) 
aha moment. And I would just wake up one day and say, you know what? I've learned everything I need to learn. Now I have all the tools I need to go and start my own business. And now is the natural time. It's the perfect time to make this transition and take everything I've learned and change my life and start to no longer work for other people, but work for myself. And I really clung to that. I really thought that there was more for me to learn. I thought there was more for me to do. I thought there was more for me to experience through working at companies and through working with other people. And the more and more I get into this journey, the things that scared me about starting, things like how am I going to have health insurance? What about my 401k? What about accounting and taxes? And you know all the things that are taken care of for you in a sense when you are an employee. All that stuff is super easy to figure out. And you know, I'm not saying it's like one plus one equals two easy, but with the internet, with online communities, with online networking, you know how to tap into those resources. You know how to search for information and find the people who can help you and, you know, read and, and figure things out. You are way more ready than you think you are. The more and more I get into it and the more and more I do the things that used to give me a panic attack before of like, how would I ever figure that out? That seems really hard and really something I wouldn't be able to, to do. You can do it. You Trust me, you can do it. <laughs> and you're ready. You are way more ready than you think you are. Number three, once you become less afraid to fail, it's easier to pivot and or show up with new ideas. This is a biggie and it ties into that first lesson around there's no right way to do something. It is really scary and really vulnerable to put out a new business, especially when it is something that comes from your heart that is so closely aligned with who you are as a person and your values, at least for me, I'm speaking from my own experience here. For me, this experience has been incredibly vulnerable and like heart opening in the best way. I've had to let go of hooking into someone else's ideas and visions and goals and stepping out on my own and saying, this is my vision. This is what I believe. And this is me, take it or leave it. And it's okay if you're not into it. If it's not for you, that's all right. And if it is, amazing, you know, come with me. Let's do this. Let's let's transform leadership. Let's spread this message of self-love into leadership. The fear of that has been something that I've had to work through and work with within myself along this journey. And the more and more that I get comfortable with acknowledging the fear, something I remind myself of constantly is fear is a symptom of change. Fear is a symptom of change. It's normal. It's going to come up whenever we change something. <laughs> whenever we're starting something new, it's going to be there with us. And once you become less afraid of, of the failure, because if you really interrogate, you know, well, why is my fear coming up? It's because we're we're scared. We don't want to mess up or fail. And once we can let go of that and know that, again, we're going to make mistakes, it's not going to be perfect. But what is in this world, right? Nothing is perfect. We Why are we holding ourselves to 
to that standard, that's impossible. And the more we can remind ourselves of that, the more I've reminded myself of that, the easier it's been to be able to pivot really quickly when I have a new idea that I'm really excited about. The easier it is to start showing up as my authentic self on LinkedIn and on social media, making these podcasts and really speaking from my heart and soul of what I believe. It becomes easier when you accept that fear is that symptom of change and you get over that fear of failing because every time you fail, you're just getting closer to the right things. We have to fail. Failure is part of this process. And so if you can accept that, if you can make friends with that, (laughs) you're going to be just fine. And that's something that you can start thinking about now before you even decide to make this move is like, am I ready to really commit to that? Am I in a place where I can be okay with failing and being afraid and building that into this process? Because even if you have an idea that other people are really pumped about, if you have the best coaches, the best support, the best investors, you know, whoever, I guarantee you're still going to have those feelings and those hard days where you're like, is this going to work out? What did I decide to do? What am I doing with my life? Like, again, it's just a natural part of this process. So just acknowledging that and, and again, knowing that on the other side of that fear, there's so much ease and flow. And that has been really amazing to be able to lean into more and more every day. The more I get comfortable, the more confident I get in what I'm doing in myself. That has been tremendous. The fourth lesson and thing I've learned is you need self-love and self-trust to be a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, (laughs) Honestly, anyone, any leader, any person in this world, but specifically, I'm going to talk from my own personal experience of being a solopreneur and starting this business. I firmly believe that we can go out in the world and without feeling worthy, we can find success, we can get into relationships, we can, you know, really grow ourselves and learn and go after these things we want. But there's going to be a point where we start to feel like something's missing. Even if we have all the things we've ever wanted, if we don't have self-love, you're not going to feel fulfilled. And that is why I am so passionate about helping people own their own self-love within their leadership and within the context of business and and in life. Because I think that we all need to create our own foundations of self-love and of worthiness because that is what we fall back on. All the things externally to us, our jobs, our partners, our material things in this world, our accomplishments, yeah, those feel good in the moment, right? Like it feels good to accomplish something or to to do the things that we've set out to do. But if we don't have that deep sense of knowing we have worth no matter what, and if we woke up tomorrow and all those things just poof, gone, we're gone from our lives, that we are still inherently worthy people who are who are deserving of all all the good things, like it's going to be really hard to maintain that level of fulfillment and of confidence and of empowerment and of 
that belief in yourself to keep going even when things get really hard. And so for me, part of this whole process has been weaving in my self-love practices into my business practices. And just like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, me rescheduling, interviewing a guest for my podcast, It's Okay to Love Yourself this week, that was an act of self-love. Me choosing to record this podcast today instead of yesterday when I was having a really tough day emotionally was an act of self-love. I think that that has been so helpful for me along this way is just knowing there's no way I can mess this up. It's all happening exactly as it's supposed to. And the, the thing that I need to be the most aware of is tuning in to me and what I need and what I feel and believe and using that as fuel to infuse into this business and to help grow it and expand my message. My hands are flailing. You can't see me, but I'm sitting behind this microphone. I'm getting really passionate and excited because I really have seen how that investment in myself has I'm seeing it happen externally, right? Like I'm seeing things start to grow. I'm seeing people start to notice what I'm doing and recognize what I'm doing. And it's so exciting to feel it. Like it's palpable. I can truly feel the energy building. And it's because for the past several months, I've really been pouring into me and making sure I'm ready, you know, and 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 loving on myself and being compassionate to myself, which is a I think ties into that self-trust piece too, is when you, honestly, this is with anything too, because especially after last year, like what is a safe career option anymore when so many people were laid off through no fault of their own, right? Like you have to have that sense of self-trust. And I think that stems from that self-love, knowing if it works or if it doesn't, you're still worthy and that you can trust yourself to figure things out and you can trust your intuition and your your own thoughts about what you're doing. And the last top lesson that I've learned is build your own support team. <laughs> so this one I love because I got my start in tech working in customer support. I have managed customer support teams. I love support as a function because it is really where you get to interact with like the human side of a brand and real human beings. You know, I think the best (laughs) support departments are real human beings who want to talk to folks and have empathy and are problem solvers. And truly, they are the helpers. They are the people who love to wake up every day and answer questions and to help people get what they need and do their jobs and be successful. And so when you pivot to start your own business, one thing I knew I wanted to do when I when I was having these thoughts of, I think now's the time. I think now's the time I'm going to do this. I knew I wanted to assemble the best people around me who were doing or had done what I wanted to do, right? Like I picked a coach who came from a creative industry where, you know, came from a corporate culture and went out on her own. She's like a conscious business, spiritual business owner. Like I wanted to work with someone with that energy who could, who I could connect with and who understood me as a person and my values and wanted to help me build something that was going to do good in the world and would reflect 
truly who I am as a person. So when you're looking for a coach, like I just want to encourage you to go with your gut. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of coaches out there. And there's a lot of noise, I guess, to cut through to find people who resonate with you. So take your time in that process. And and again, listen to your gut, like listen to who when you when you stumble upon their website, or their LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, like, who do you really connect with? What does their energy? Is it empowering? Is it inspiring to you? Is is the life that they're creating for themselves or that they've already created for themselves? Is that what you want to and really aligning yourself with those types of people? And, you know, also with my support team, I would include my therapist in that as well. My emotional health is key to not only just my health in general, but in terms of how effective I am at, at building a business and in creating the sustainable life for myself, which is really key in, wh- in what I'm doing and why I wanted to do this right now. So those were the top <laughs> five things. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate you being here and listening. If any of this has resonated, I just want to send you all the encouragement and (laughs) inspirational energy that I can because really this is so doable. And I know that the folks who are listening who have that itch, that dream of one day creating your own business, being your own boss, living on your own terms, you have that feeling and that desire for a reason and you're so capable of doing it. I was joking with a friend the other day that I'm hitting the point of (laughs) building a business where it's getting fun and I'm at the point where I'm just wanting to convince all of my friends to do the same thing (laughs) and not in a way that's like, I think everyone should do exactly what I'm doing, but in a way where it's like, I really believe it's so possible for all of us to do it and to create our own structures of of how we want to live our lives and and put out amazing things into the world that reflect who we are and and do good for the world and for people. It's just it's been it's just that it, that feeling is just really incredible and I just want to share it with other people. Not only that is I feel like the people who have been I've had conversations with recently, it's just been amazing to hear from them about where they are at their in their own journey. And the fact that so many people right now, I think are starting to reconsider or really starting to think about what's next for me? What do I want to do in this post pandemic world? What do I want my life to look like? I think we've all had plenty of time to contemplate that over the last year. And it's just been really humbling and awesome to have these conversations with folks who have seen what I've been up to and and are curious to, you know, know more about me and my journey. So I just want to invite anyone listening, if you have questions about this process, what it's been like, what I've learned, you know, what are those things holding you back? Like send me an email, Catherine at Look Within Leadership. I'd really love to hear from you. And I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And I hope that you have a wonderful, restful weekend. It's been a really intense week. I I hope that you just take really, really good care of yourself. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Take care.